Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, September 30th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Some black 18-year-olds in the region are exercising their right to vote in the upcoming election because they say a lot is at stake. I've definitely been able to see the impact of my skin color can have and that with certain different candidates and with the wrong laws or even sheriff, when you're looking at local things, it can have a great impact on individuals. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson reports on the issues driving young black voters to the polls. A new state audit cites a lack of oversight in the 2019 scandal that eventually led to the ouster and prison time for St. Louis County's former executive. The report from Missouri Auditor Nicole Galloway says Democrat Steve Stanker manipulated contract and procurement processes in part because no mechanisms were in place to provide safeguards. The St. Louis County Council requested the audit last year. Stenger pleaded guilty in May 2019 to corruption charges for providing political favors in exchange for campaign donations. He is serving a federal prison sentence of nearly four years and has been fined $250,000. Three others also pleaded guilty in that scheme. The county council has advanced a measure removing County Executive Sam Page's authority over federal coronavirus relief funds. Council members agreed to take control of the money, although the plan still needs a vote. Page says he needs authority over those funds to quickly distribute the money to those who need it most. He also notes that out of nearly $175 million the county has received, only $10 million has yet to be appropriated. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is self-isolating after a staff member tested positive for COVID-19. Sean Crawford reports. The staffer attended three events with the governor in recent days. Then on Monday, the employee was confirmed to have COVID-19. A Pritzker spokesperson says the staffer and the governor each wore masks during all of their interactions. But it was announced Pritzker will self-isolate for two weeks along with an unknown number of close contacts. A deep cleaning of the governor's Chicago office has been performed. All employees who report there are also being tested. The administration says office operations are continuing. This is the second time the governor has been forced to isolate. In May, another staff member in his office tested positive. I'm Sean Crawford. Nine people who were among hundreds that marched down a private street in the Central West End during an anti-racism protest in June will not face trespassing charges. St. Louis City Councilor Mike Garvin says his office has declined to file charges after an extensive investigation that included a review of videos and documents governing Portland Place. Garvin says the trustees of the street also told his office they did not want to pursue charges against the nine protesters. Two residents of Portland Place, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, face felony charges after they pulled weapons on the demonstrators. A hearing in their case is scheduled for next week. One of the candidates in a hotly contested South St. Louis County-based Senate race says voters should retain a state legislative redistricting system they backed in 2018. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from Democratic State Representative Doug Beck's appearance on our Politically Speaking podcast. 
Amendment 3 would repeal what's known as Clean Missouri, which gives a demographer much of the power to draw House and Senate maps with an emphasis on competitiveness and partisan fairness. If voters approve Amendment 3, appellate judges would likely draw lines under a different criteria. Beck says voters should reject Amendment 3, especially if Clean Missouri creates more competitive legislative seats. When you have competitive elections, I think you get better elected people. I think you have better discussions, but when you have uh, you know, a district that's 85% Democratic, I mean, what, what kind of elections are you having and what kind of debate are you having on ideas? Beck is taking on Republican David Lenahan in Missouri's first senatorial district race. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The upcoming election is spurring some young black people to head to the polls and take advantage of their right to vote. St. Louis Public Radio asked a few black 18-year-olds why they are voting and what issues they want politicians to address. My name is Lauren Miller, and I'm from Kirkwood, Missouri. I'm voting this year in the general election because I definitely understand the importance of voting and just the people who have come before me, especially as a black woman, and they really have fought for me to have this right to vote. And I definitely understand for more change to happen, I have to use that right. My name is Jermaine Lathan. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. I am voting in the general election because I believe that every vote matters. Hello, my name is Ariana Whittington, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I am voting in the general election because it is my right to vote. And I know that my ancestors weren't allowed to vote before, and I feel like It'd be a waste (laughs) um, if I didn't vote. My friends and family definitely take voting really serious. We all talk about it and we understand just the weight of each individual vote. And so we definitely make sure to reiterate that to one another. My mom, even for local elections, will text us the ballot, explain to us what we're voting on, and just make sure me, my siblings, my dad, that we're all ready to go when the time comes around. My parents vote every year, whether it be for the presidency, Congress, local ordinance, etc. As my siblings and I get older, we all hope to follow in my parents' lead in terms of yearly voting. I do talk to my family and friends about politics, especially, especially now, because of all the stuff that happened in 2020, like the Black Lives Matter movement, the children in cages, and all the stuff that Trump has said. One of the really big issues that I hope to see being tackled would definitely be healthcare. I think it's so, it's hard to see that in this nation that has so much good going on and there's just so much to offer that healthcare and kind of just the right to live has become such a luxury item. And so I really hope we get to the point that we can emulate other nations in the way that they have already accomplished universal healthcare. There has been next to nothing done about the countless police brutality stories and mass shootings, and it's getting uncomfortable at this point. No person in the United States should be living in fear in the most free country on earth. Systemic racism, global warming, the ice situation, um, corona, and making sure people have jobs and people are safe. I've definitely been able to see the impact of my skin color can have, and that with certain different candidates and with the wrong laws or even sheriff, when you're looking at local things, it can have a great impact on individuals. And so though me and my immediate family have not been specifically impacted by this, I definitely want to make sure that those who look like me can have a safe space to grow up in, 
to chase things and just to accomplish things in spite of what their skin color is. The election of our current president made me pay attention to politics on the local, state, and national levels. The hypocrisy, untrustworthiness, and lack of morals that have been shown in the past four years by our president and his cabinet have been embarrassing to say the least. I think my fear about the upcoming election would be that people get frustrated with the shortcomings of certain candidates and that they decide to not vote at all. And I think honestly, with so much talk around what President Trump has or hasn't done in this nation, not voting honestly would just be voting for him again. Am I encouraging my friends or family to vote? I don't have to. <laughs> they want to. We already scheduled a time and we're all going to be writing there together, making sure we all vote. To encourage my friends and classmates to vote, I am actually leading the charge, especially in my basketball team, and making sure that all of my teammates have registered, that they've all signed up for absentee ballots since we'll be here at school. And I'm just definitely making sure that everyone is aware and that they're ready to go come election time. I encourage my friends to vote all the time. Some may frown upon it, but I check up on them every once in a while to see if they change their minds. And I'm proud to say that I've done my part to help my friends see that voting, and just not in the big elections, is as important a thing that they will ever do. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson produced that piece. Maria Altman was the editor. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.